0: A PDF form or version of the material uh, is available and can be provided upon request to the media department here at Grace Community Church. The topic originally was titled The Smartphone and Tablet as a Tool for Bible Study. However, uh, the smartphone is somewhat easier. I'd like to express appreciation to Pastor Michael Mahoney and to his intern, Harold Gandhi. Uh, Two gentlemen uh, here at Grace Community Church also provided some uh, direct and gracious assistance, and that would be Nathan Rose and Houston Jackson. Both of them were able to provide counsel in terms of the applicability to the variety of smartphones and tablets that we have available. Uh, I also would like to express appreciation to Dr. MacArthur. The boutique approach to lessons and content that we have carried out in the last five years, in Sundays in July, would only be possible against a backdrop of solid expository preaching, and that is the backdrop that Dr. MacArthur has both led and inspired in his role as our senior pastor. Beginning with the Word of God, Hebrews 4, verse 12, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 8 through 9. Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. In the context Paul is communicating to Timothy that unlike Paul as he was then at that particular time, the Word of God is never imprisoned or confined. It has a power and a force that defies comprehension. While perhaps an unintentional play on words, it also should be noted that the Word of God does not have to be bound, as we would find uh, a traditional binding and paper copy of the Scripture to be. It does not need to be in a bound book. The power of the Word of God is the same, whether it is written in a scroll written in a bound book, recited from memory, or accessed online or by a computer, smartphone, or tablet. Uh, One historical anecdote that uh, indicates the power of the Word of God, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the great evangelist, was preparing to Preach in a particular location. He visited the location prior to the date of his intended sermon. And testing the acoustics, he, with a loud voice, stated, Behold the Lamb of God. Uh, Spurgeon had no idea that present in the theater at that particular time was an individual a man who had been wrestling with whether or not he should make a commitment to Christ uh, in keeping with what he had been told, what he had been taught, hearing out of the middle of nowhere, seemingly without any preparation or context, Spurgeon's words, it led to him making that commitment uh, and going forward in his own life again, the power of the Word of God. Now, Hebrews tells us uh, and compares the Word of God to a two-edged sword. You find the same reference by Paul in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 through 17, where Paul tells the Ephesian believers, he says, "...in all circumstances," Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Once again, uh, Scripture compares the Word of God to a sword. In this case, the term that is used in both verses is the word makara. It is a short weapon— Six to 18 inches long with a blade of that size. Uh, It was the soldier's primary weapon. It was designed for in close personal fighting. Uh, And the indication is in scripture that it is infinitely more powerful than all of the weaponry of the evil one. It was used both defensively to fend off an enemy's attacks and offensively to help destroy the enemy. Scripture would indicate that it is to be used defensively to ward off the attacks of the evil one and offensively to help destroy the enemy's strategies. But as with any weapon, the user has to develop a skill in its use And the fact of the matter is, as we transition from an era of bound paper and cover books to digital reading, uh, it is imperative that we, over the course of that time, learn to develop the ability to use the sword of the spirit uh, during a digital age. Now, the modern smartphone actually surfaced, although there had been some prior antecedents in the mid-1990s, the modern smartphone surfaces uh, in the year 2007 with the development of the first version of the iPhone. Since then, there have been two main systems, the Apple iPhone and the Android system, Each system also has developed companion tablets. By way of comparison, uh, to assess the impact on our culture and society of the development of the smartphone, between 2010 and 2017, there was a nearly 80% drop in the purchase of digital cameras. Why? Because... People would, rather than use the digital camera, they would use the smartphone that they had with them. There is an old maxim in the field of photography, what is the best camera? And the answer to that rhetorical question is the one you have with you. And increasingly, the quality of the optics in the cameras provided by the smartphone have increased. 2016, Time Magazine found the smartphone to be, quote, the single most significant gadget ever, end of quote. As a practical matter, uh, for the church, the smartphone may well prove to be the greatest technological aid to the study of the Bible since Gutenberg's printing press. Now, I use the term the smartphone. The same thing could be said uh, exactly of the tablet. Uh, The smartphone, however, may even be more useful in the sense that it is more compact and more easily uh, taken with us. The typical smartphone today, uh, I learned on a visit some years back, to the Reagan Library has more computing power than that which was in Air Force One at the time of Reagan's presidency that was used to control the entirety of the U.S. Missile Force, or that could be used uh, in the event Reagan had to take action while in the air. As a practical matter, it is possibly greater uh, more useful for the man of God engaged in ministry than the printed Scripture is in hospital visitation or in travel. When you are visiting someone in a hospital uh, and you need to be able to use something compact with you, uh, the smartphone may well be the thing that is most helpful. At this point, I put on the screen a composite picture. Uh, One frame had a small Apple iPhone 7. The other picture had three copies of a study Bible, two interlinears, the complete works of Jonathan Edwards, John Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion, and Richard Baxter's The Reformed Pastor. And I made the comment when I was teaching this at the time that all of this in the left part of the picture was in the phone on the right, and along with 2,500 pictures, uh, it had used only approximately 20% of the capability of that smartphone's data storage system. Now, some initial thoughts on the matter. As with all tools, the smartphone or the tablet is only a tool, and it can be used in keeping with choice. And as with all tools, more or less skill. Again, as with all tools, there is a learning curve. Second point that has to be remembered is that while you are in the process of developing that skill, you cannot be overly concerned about what people will think about you while you are using it. Obviously, we do not want to cause someone uh, to stumble. We do not want to cause someone to be distracted Uh, from hearing the Word of God. On the other hand, uh, while we are learning to use this technology, uh, there may need to be a learning curve. So we need to allow ourselves a certain amount of freedom to develop that. Point number three, when it comes to using particular programs or applications... There is a premium, at least at this particular time, on using those which are relatively inexpensive uh, to the point of perhaps even being totally free. There is one major goal, and this is true at all times uh, when we are attempting to communicate and proclaim the Word of God. And that is we need to teach and communicate the Word of God. As it says in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, we read from the book, from the law of God, and we give the sense or the meaning to the Word of God so that people are capable of understanding the reading. That is a timeless goal of our proclamation of the Word, However, the smartphone or the digital uh, tablet poses a unique danger. It is a key danger that we need to recognize from the start. And that is the danger of unnecessarily hurried reading of the digital material. There are features of the smartphone, there are features of the digital tablet, however, that we can use to head off that particular danger, and I will develop that more momentarily. Now, it should be noted that a portion of this lesson is time-specific. It is keyed to the Uh, internet and communication systems that exist at this particular point in time, and it is mid-2019. However, the more significant aspect of this is timeless. It is something that will be true for all time, has been true for all time since the issuance of the Word of God in its original form, and is something that as we transition to uh, perhaps a time of digital reading may well be uh, extremely important to continually keep in mind. Now, the first question, and by definition, the smartphone provides the answer to it, and that is, is it connected to the internet? Uh, At this point, we want to start listing some of the internet websites that should be known at this particular time, Uh, certain of the applications or apps for short that should also be considered. Uh, The first thing that would need to be known, uh, and I'll just list some of the more helpful uh, internet websites that generally speaking, are available anytime that an individual on campus is hearing a lesson or a sermon taught. Scriptureforall.org. Scripture, then the number org has both an interlinear Hebrew and an interlinear Greek website. Uh, the Greek website uses one of the older Uh, Greek manuscripts. If I recall correctly, it is the Textus Receptus. Uh, It may not be the most current. However, it is one of the most easily accessible. Uh, It will allow you access to the uh, actual wording that is used. In some cases, it will give you uh, a sense in terms of the singular or plural focus of a particular word. One internet website that was brought to my attention while I was preparing to teach this lesson was titled stepbible.org, and that's capital S, capital T, capital E, capital P, bible.org. I've used it, looked at it very briefly, Uh, and it appears to have a great deal of potential promise. BibleHub.com, BibleHub.com, OliveTree.com, both are available. Both will provide, uh, they're online, they will provide specific, uh, a wide variety of potential versions that can be used uh, to understand the Word of God. One website that has been brought to my attention, I do not know who has put it uh, on the web, so I would uh, have to recommend a great deal of discernment concerning it, is the website titled GotQuestions.org, capital G-O-T, capital Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S dot org, Uh, A certain amount of discernment is absolutely necessary when you're dealing with that particular website, Uh, as is the case with all good Bereans. If you read an explanation or an answer to a particular theological question, examine it in the light of Scripture to see if, in fact, it is valid. The internet search engine provides a great deal of assistance. Uh, I would go so far as to say that the website for Google, Google is probably one of the most popular search engines, its name has become virtually synonymous, uh, almost used as a verb uh, in terms of conducting an internet search. Google may well be the best concordance uh, currently available. And why would I say that? Anyone who has grown up in the church who may have reached uh, the mid-50s or the early 60s in age uh, will have been exposed to multiple versions of the Bible, uh, in some cases as many as 10. Within my family, uh, we have been exposed to the Douay version, the King James version, the New American Standard Bible, the New International version, the New King James version. Beginning in the early 2000s, we found ourselves exposed to the English Standard version, the Holman Bible, the Living Bible, the Amplified Bible, J.B. Phillips' translation, Weiss' Expanded Translation of the New Testament. Consequently, having been exposed to Scripture from so many versions, uh, our minds may recall different phrasings for different passages. Uh, Invariably, if you type in a phrasing of a particular verse into Google, it will take you uh, to the version of Scripture that you have recalled or one reasonably close to it. Um, At this point, it may be helpful to remember that while we have our preferences in terms of Scripture, um, I've heard of those who are King James only, I've heard of those who are NASB only, Uh, it is important to remember that only the original manuscripts were totally inerrant. From the Chicago Statement on Biblical Inerrancy, Article 10, we affirm that inspiration, strictly speaking, applies only to the autographic text of Scripture in which, in the providence of God, can be ascertained from available manuscripts with great accuracy. Let me rephrase that. We affirm that inspiration, strictly speaking, applies only to the Autographic text of Scripture, which in the providence of God can be ascertained from available manuscripts with great accuracy. We further affirm that copies and translations of Scripture are the Word of God to the extent and implicitly only to the extent that they faithfully represent the original. Now, there are, of course, other resources available online on the internet, and of course, you can access them through your smartphone or through your tablet. One of the best Christian classics, Ethereal Library, capital C, capital C, capital E, capital L. That resource will provide uh, accessibility to the entirety Of Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion. I would have to say, in my own personal life, that has been one of the most significant books, probably the most significant book outside of Scripture itself uh, in helping to shape my thinking. There are other materials that are available online and as is the case with Calvin's Institutes, can be downloaded onto your phone or to your tablet. I would refer to works of Richard Baxter and Thomas Watson, two of the great Puritan preachers and thinkers you can find online Uh, and usually access any portion of it that you need within minutes, the works of the Jewish historian Josephus. Uh, Josephus is often extremely helpful to check if you are comparing any portion of the Old Testament uh, with an alternate reading. Uh, Josephus sometimes can provide... Uh, valuable supplemental information. You need to take it with a grain of salt, as some of his content, however, uh, can be somewhat, um, somewhat far fetched, for want of a better word. Albert Barnes uh, has materials that are available. I have found his uh, material on the Book of Isaiah to be extremely helpful. Probably one of my favorite writers or preachers, Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones indicated at one time that he was the Mount Everest of Christian writing, Uh, would be Jonathan Edwards, the great American theologian, probably the greatest theological mind uh, and preacher that ever worked on the North American continent. One other very valuable source, uh, and he needs to be uh, taken with a certain grain of salt, is the German theologian of the 20th century, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Some of Bonhoeffer's materials are extremely helpful. Uh, Some of them would cause a certain amount of caution to be exercised. However, Bonhoeffer's materials, Uh, are often available in PDF form online and can be accessed through that media. Charles Haddon Spurgeon has the Treasury of David, as well as lectures to my students, both available online and both of which can be accessed uh, through PDF. Uh, for reading. In addition, Strong's Concordance numbers uh, are also available online. They may well be more easily accessed uh, through one of the apps that I'll mention in a few minutes, but uh, Strong's Concordance, for both Greek and Hebrew words, uh, will allow you to obtain a much greater insight into the meaning of the terms that are used in Scripture. Again, uh, I would mention gotquestions.org, and I would toss out the partial disclaimer that there are no guarantees for some of these. You need to be discerning and test them by the light of Scripture as a whole. You'll often hear the expression, the app, app being spelled, quote, capital A, capital P, capital P, end of quote. It is short, undoubtedly, for the term, an application. And you'll hear the expression, we've got an app for that. Uh, An app is a formal shortcut uh, that you can use through your smartphone or through your tablet, Uh, it often has defined and specific traits. Most of the apps that I'm going to mention in the course of this uh, discussion are totally free. Probably the first one to note is the app for the ESV Bible, the English Standard Version Bible. Uh, The ESV may well be positioning itself to become the primary the primary of uh, the most commonly used version of the scripture in the 21st century, they have uh, deliberately made their version of the scripture totally free, totally available for download. It is probably the first thing uh, that the purchaser of a smartphone or tablet should download. Uh, on his phone or tablet, again, totally free. The MacArthur Study Bible, and you would want to access it by the term The Study Bible, going to the App Store on your smartphone or tablet. The Study Bible is available totally for free. The notes, however, are at a nominal cost, uh, only $5. That, however, will allow you to uh, download the numbers or the, uh, the notes for the entirety of the MacArthur Study Bible. You have the option, uh, if you use that particular app, of having the Word presented to you using the English Standard Version, the King James Version, or the New American Standard Bible. In my own phone, in my own tablet, I use the ESV app. I also use the MacArthur Study Bible in the NASB. Now, uh, also it should be kept in mind that both of those will allow you to hear the word read and recited Uh, in sequence at the passage or text that you choose. So there is a speakerphone aspect to that as well. Another app that may well be uh, valuable to you, and I would encourage you to try different ones, the Blue Letter Bible. The Olive Tree is an app Accordance. That's spelled capital A-C-C-O-R-D-A-N-C-E. Finally, um, actually another one that I should say, and it's premature to say finally, literal word. This was brought to my attention while I was preparing this material. Uh, It allows you at a single command uh, to be able to see The meaning in Greek or Hebrew, the actual Hebrew or Greek word with an English transliteration, uh, as well as the number of times that it is used in scripture, and it will actually allow you to see those as well. Uh, Literal word is an excellent application, it also uses the NASB. Bible Hub is fast becoming one of my favorite. Bible Hub has uh, an interlinear app that will allow you, again, to look at the underlying Greek or Hebrew of any particular text uh, that you wish to study. E Sword, capital E hyphen sword, capital S W O R D, is also an excellent means of accessing the scripture. Last and finally at this point, I would mention Logos. Logos, you may be wondering why I haven't referred to it. Uh, Logos has long been an available digital source of study. Uh, For those who are in seminary, I'm informed it can be extremely valuable, extremely helpful. However, Logos has the potential drawback that... Uh, it is not too hard to find yourself uh, having been so enamored and entranced by what uh, they provide that you can spend a substantial amount of money uh, using and developing the material that they have. Now, there are other apps that are of special value Uh One that I am beginning to develop an appreciation for is referred to as catechism.app, c A T E C H I S M dot app. This contains both the Westminster Shorter Catechism, the Westminster Larger Catechism, the Geneva Catechism, and the Heidelberg Catechism. It will provide you with a particular question, and you can structure it so that that question will be sent to you, uh, one question on a daily basis. Grace to you. The website by which the material is made available from Dr. MacArthur's uh, preaching ministry all of Dr. MacArthur's sermons are available the and accessible through is made available that application. Dr. MacArthur's you uh, can preaching access ministry, all of Dr. MacArthur's sermons are available and accessible through that application. You can access the sermon by text. Uh, you can access the same sermon by topic. I've even had occasion in recent years uh, to type in an illustration that I have heard Dr. MacArthur give at some point over 42 years of listening to him preach, and invariably I have found the application will take me to one or more of the sermons in which he has used that particular illustration. Another application that is of great value is the app for iBooks. Another application that will be of value is Kindle, the familiar uh, reading application. Google Books will do much the same thing. You may be wondering, what about atlases? I have yet to find a Bible Atlas app that I really am comfortable with or confident in using. I will give two possibilities, Bible Map app, and then another Internet source, www.bibleatlas.org. I'm not endorsing either of those but I'm just making them available if you wish to try one out. One app that is, and this may strike you with a certain amount of amusement, uh, somewhat helpful is, of course, Wikipedia. Wikipedia, while it is not something that you would necessarily want to cite for an academic paper uh, or a thesis or dissertation, Uh, is very valuable for general, historical, or biographical information. Uh, It can provide a great deal of help in trying to understand word definitions or concepts. It is often valuable to us as evangelical or fundamental Protestant Christians in that it may provide alternative perspectives on a particular topic or source. Uh, By way of uh, illustration, uh, it may provide uh, reference or indication of Jewish rabbinical literature concerning an individual or topic in the Old Testament that you're researching uh, or that you're preparing to speak upon. Uh, Again, you will want to test everything that you find here against the totality of Scripture. It is valuable as a possible link to other resources, but again, discernment is always required. Probably one of the most helpful apps... And at this point, I want to transition to the topic of the actual use of the smartphone. One of the most helpful apps is that which is commonly referred to as simply Notes in the Apple system uh, or in the Android system, Google Keep Notes. Uh, It may well be the single most important non-biblical app for study in the sense that it allows you a tablet, it allows you a notepad, uh, it allows you a material upon which to originally jot and compose your own notes, your own lessons, your own ideas. Uh, You may want to start with, on a particular text, You may want to access uh, the lyrics to a particular song. Go online to Google, type in lyrics to the song, copy, paste them into your notes. Uh, You may want to take your own notes while listening to a sermon uh, from one of the speakers here at Grace Church or one of the other uh, speakers that you may encounter Uh, It may provide the uh, means by which you begin your own preparation of a lesson or sermon that you yourself wish to teach. I've thought of uh, one of the anecdotes around the great Martin Lloyd-Jones. Martin Lloyd-Jones, in his book, Preaching and Preachers, relates that Quote, one morning while dressing quite suddenly and in an overwhelming manner, it seemed to me that the Spirit of God was urging me to preach a series of sermons on, quote, spiritual depression, unquote. Quite literally, all I had to do was rush as quickly as possible to put down on paper the various texts and the order in which they had come to me, end of quote. That book became what was and is still a classic of the 20th and 21st century church, that is Lloyd-Jones' book, Spiritual Depression. If the good doctor were doing his work today, as opposed to the time that he did, uh, rather than using pen and paper, he probably would have used the Notes app. Now, a recent book by a man by the name of Tony Renke describes 12 ways, in fact, it is titled, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. And Renke makes a couple of comments, one of them being extremely significant to our purpose today. He states that, quote, Digital reading is unnecessarily hurried, and this habit bleeds into how we read our Bibles. End of quote. Having taught at the college level since 1991, I would say that he is absolutely correct. One of the key problems that college teachers see in millennials, those students who have reached maturity, at or about uh, the time of the beginning of the new millennium, they tend to substitute speed in the acquisition and obtaining of information for depth and for precision of thought. The tendency is to know information, but to not connect the information with other information that you know. The tendency is also to not understand the logical implications and consequences of what you do know. Renke states that we are called, implicitly by scripture, to suspend our chronic scrolling in order to linger over eternal truth. Renke has cited the key potential. Danger in the use of the smartphone or tablet as a tool for Bible study, and that is the danger of being unnecessarily hurried. I would submit, however, that the smartphone and tablet also provide features that can be used to guard against that particular danger. As with all other tools, uh, there are risks. Uh, If I were to ask for a show of hands, how many have uh, felt the point of a hammer on their thumb uh, while incorrectly using that tool, uh, we would probably all have to plead guilty Uh, However, there are ways that we can learn to use that tool to avoid that particular danger. Now, the question is, how do we avoid unduly hurried digital reading? Well, one obvious answer would be not to use the digital material. However, for the reasons that we've already stated, that may not be the best answer. There are ways that we can use the digital format. First of all, listen to the text. As I indicated previously, uh, some of the apps allow you to hear the word. When you are not in a particular position where you are able to actually sit and study the word with your eyes, listen to it. Let it absorb into your subconscious. Let yourself. Hear the word again and again and again. Using apps, this is a second method. Using particular designated apps, I've already indicated Bible Hub or literal word. Check the origin of a particular word and other locations in the Scripture where it is used. Using Bible Hub, the interlinear there. Or scripture for all. Access Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. The numbers are available on the Bible Hub app. All you need to do is to push the number, and the smartphone or tablet will take you directly to the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance entry for that particular word. Use the highlighter and note functions on the app. Most of the Bible apps allow you to actually enter your own notes uh, if you have a desire to do so with regards to a particular passage. Use the highlighter that is available. For books that you have saved To iBooks or some other PDF file. Use a stylus to highlight or comment concerning a particular book. If at all possible, uh, when you're going through Scripture, use the tool to check verb tense or voice, word origin, word meaning, etc., Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2, tells us, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. The use of the smartphone our tablet app will allow you to learn that there are two words used in the Old Testament for meditation. In Psalm 1, verse 2, the term hagah is used. It is used 24 times throughout Scripture uh, in various contexts. It can be defined as meaning to moan, to growl, to utter, to mutter, to muse, to devise, to plot, to speak. You're growling, you're arguing perhaps with it. You're trying to understand, uh, and I use the term argue rhetorically, you're trying to understand its meaning and where it will go. The other term that is used, and you'll see this in Psalm 119, verse 27, the term siyak, Literal word tells you that it is used 20 times throughout the Scripture. Interestingly, it can be uh, clarified as meaning in the context, to put forth, to muse, to complain, to ponder, and finally, to sing. Interestingly, uh, this suggests the fact that singing in and of itself Can be a form of meditation. And if we recall the times that we frequently and have regularly sung the Lord's Prayer, uh, we find that while doing that, we are meditating and pondering its meaning. The smartphone or the tablet, through iTunes, through YouTube, through some of the other applications that are available will also allow you to listen to Scripture or songs derived from Scripture uh, in musical form. Again, uh, you're using the tool to allow you to meditate. Now, I would suggest that this may well prove to be the ultimate corrective action to head off the danger of unduly hurried reading. Take your cell phone, using its capabilities, using the apps that have been cited, study the term meditation in Psalm 119. Study the term law or the variations on law that are used in Psalm 119 work through that entirely, uh, and you will come away with a greater understanding of it than just a quick uh, rapid reading might have otherwise provided. Now, the New Testament is totally in keeping therewith. Uh, Ephesians 5.18 tells us to be filled with the Spirit, the companion phrase in the book of Colossians that amplifies the meaning of that statement, Colossians chapter 3.16, "...let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God." The term used for dwelling uh, is used five times in Scripture. In oiketo, uh, basically it carries out the idea, as the name implies, living within you. Use the smartphone to allow the Word to live within you. Now that is one of the most, probably the most significant danger posed posed by the smartphone or tablet. Uh, at this point, I'd like to address the question of using the smartphone or tablet to prepare a lesson or a sermon. Uh, I am going to only offer these as suggestions. Uh, I am, let me be clear, not wanting to in any way advocate the use of the smartphone or tablet as a total replacement for the bound version. It is, to the contrary, only a supplement and should be used uh, as it is proving to be helpful. Again, a suggestion, I would state that this may be a procedure that can be used uh, to help prepare a lesson or a sermon using the smartphone or tablet. Open the note application as your first step. Begin a new file. The second step, and this is in keeping with the principle, that the Scripture always needs to be given the preeminence, go to your version of choice, block and copy the text, and paste it into your notes at the outset. Next step, check the meaning and the origin of significant nouns. Where did this word come from how is it transitioned over the course of time? Do the same thing with the meaning and with the tense of significant verbs. Is it singular in its focus or is it plural? Is it a present tense imperative or is it a statement of something that has occurred in the past with? continuing results. As you go through this, make an initial listing of the points that you think the text lays out. Organize them. Reorganize them. Check books and other secondary sources. You may be able to access some of them online. Otherwise, you will definitely need to use uh, traditional bound sources, refining your notes, refining your content as is needed. Insert illustrations and examples as desired. Again, giving preeminence to the written Word of God. At some point, begin to consider and list Possible concluding points. Where possible, allow yourself time to pray, to ponder, to consider, and to revise what you have written. At some point, as you are approaching uh, the date on which you're going to need to speak, email the notes to yourself, then copy the notes and paste them into your word processing program of choice. Uh, If you're using the Apple system, you will probably want to paste them into Pages. Uh, If you're using another system, you would want, of course, to paste them into Word As you complete your final preparation, continue to refine, continue to edit. Using a stylus, you can put this, your manuscript, into PDF form and continue to edit until the moment that you take the pulpit or lectern. Now, uh, one option that does exist to you In the digital format that may not have been widely available. And that is the option of getting a quick second review of your notes or your material. All too often, what can happen is that a speaker, uh, without intending to, assumes that a particular concept a particular passage uh, may be clear to a listener. Sometimes just having someone take a quick look at your notes uh, may head off a particular problem in that regard. The unique benefit of this form of preparation is that you can By email or text message attachment, you can transfer your notes to a trusted co-laborer, a trusted individual, uh, and obtain a quick review. Uh, Of course, one of the other versions that one of the other resources that you have is simply printing and speaking from a printed and bound manuscript. And there are times that that is extremely helpful. As I indicated earlier, another option that you have is to transport your material to a PDF file and then speak from that. Editing is needed even prior to the minute that you begin speaking with a stylus. Uh, one program that I have used that uh, i found to be quite helpful uh, is known as Note Shelf. Another option that is available to you if time permits, and that is the option of using PowerPoint or the Apple version of PowerPoint known as Keynote. That will allow you to transition to the creation of the slides. Uh, The benefit of slides is that it answers uh, the Greek orator's question, what is the secret to oratory? His response was, and this is for reference, uh, for record, is Demosthenes, his response was, action, action, action. PowerPoint will allow you to provide a certain level of animation uh, and action to your teaching that might not otherwise be present. Now, in conclusion, let me just state that what we've covered today really is simply an overview of a tool that can be used for Bible study with an introduction into some of the websites and some of the apps that are currently available. It is an alternative or supplement to the printed book. In the course of this lesson, we've addressed probably the most important challenge that this tool raises, and we've discussed ways that you can use the tools provided by the smartphone and tablet to meet and counteract that challenge. We've identified the fact that our primary focus and intent is to understand, to live, and to proclaim the Word of God. We want to communicate the Word of God. We want to help one another be able to understand it and how it is to be applied Finally, we have reminded ourselves in the course of this that we need to allow the Word of Christ to dwell in us richly. As we're told in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, we are to let the Word dwell in us, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. We are to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And above all else, we are to be thankful in our hearts to God. Thank you. That concludes the lesson at this particular time.